Welcome to another episode of No Tears for Black Girls, a true crime podcast with a purpose. Written and produced by award-winning author John Reedberg. I'm your host, Samantha Paul. Let's dive in. Cartisha Morgan is pleading for someone to come forward with information about her daughter, Michaela Wickerson. Berkeley police say Wickerson is one of six people who were influenced by a cult leader and disappeared from North St. Louis County in August of 2023. Berkeley police believe they are following the teachings of a man named Rashad Jamal. Among other things, they say he taught totally disconnecting from family, practicing polygamy and meditating nude. Carrie Roberts is a neighbor and witnessed that nude meditation. She told me she knew Michaela Wickerson. From beginning to then, um, it was totally different. She cut all her hair off. She started growing dreads. And her baby used to come play in the yard with my, ba- uh, my, my nephew. And all of a sudden, she stopped letting the baby come over. Meanwhile, Morgan is pleading that her daughter and the others just let family know they're okay. I know that people have many different opinions of this, but if it was their family member, everybody wants to know that their family member is well. She chooses to still stay uh, out. I just would like to know that her and my granddaughter are safe. That's all. If she can just contact us and let us know. It was a perplexing case for the authorities. Six people, including young children, had vanished without a trace from their home in St. Louis. The police suspected it to be linked to a cult. The group had been living in a rental near the airport, led by Rashad Jamal, who was currently serving time for child molestation charges. Despite being behind bars, Jamal had amassed a large following on social media with his purported spiritual teachings. His organization, known as the University of Cosmic Intelligence, claimed to enlighten and illuminate the minds of black and Latino individuals. According to authorities, some of Jamal's followers had even changed their names to honor supposed spiritual deities. It was reported that three of the missing adults had also adopted these new names. As investigators delved deeper into the case, disturbing patterns emerged among Jamal's devotees. Cutting ties with loved ones, disconnecting from society, quitting jobs, and declaring themselves sovereign citizens. This was no ordinary disappearance. It was a chilling example of the power and danger of charismatic leaders like Jamal. And as detectives continued their search for answers, one mother's call would lead them down a path they never could have imagined. Cartisha Morgan contacted the police after her daughter went missing with Jamal's group. Detectives searched their rented home in Berkeley and hotel room in Florissant, but found no evidence of foul play. The group, once boasting over 90,000 followers on social media, had seemingly disappeared without a trace, it is believed that they may have run out of money and will resurface eventually. But for loved ones like Morgan, waiting for answers is agonizing, especially when her own daughter and granddaughter are among the missing. Morgan believes her daughter was targeted while struggling with postpartum depression, and she urges others to be cautious of online predators. As the investigation continues, all we can do is hold on to hope and trust that justice will be served. The missing group, believed to be facing financial troubles, is composed of four women. Wickerson, a former employee at J.P. Morgan and Chase. Thompson, a mother who left her child with her own mother. Williams from Washington, D.C. And German, originally from Lakehorn, Mississippi. Despite her worries for her family, Morgan remains strong in her faith. 
she reveals that Wickerson had been battling depression after giving birth and may have been manipulated. But lead detective Runga remains determined to find the missing party, stating that it's just a matter of putting in the necessary work. As for their whereabouts, it is expected that they will resurface once their funds run out. In the meantime, Morgan urges people to spread awareness about their situation. If you scared to die for what you believe in, that's okay, but I'm not. So get the f out of my way. Six people missing for months after following this alleged cult leader and self-proclaimed prophet. I think uh, Rashad fits the usual profile, very narcissistic, very self-obsessed, grandiose claims. He has 90,000 followers, by the way, on Instagram. We're taking a closer look into the history of alleged cult leader Rashad Jamal White and his group, the University of Cosmic Intelligence. Grand Rising Cosmic Family, first let me start by saying peace to the gods and goddesses of planet Kai, peace meaning positive energy always creates elevation. August 13th, 2023 was the last time anyone saw 25-year-old Michaela Thompson, 27-year-old Jarrell German, and 36-year-old Michaela Wickerson. This is the last known image of the trio in a St. Louis grocery store. Along with them, 30-year-old Naman Williams, 3-year-old Malaya Wickerson, and 2-year-old Ashton Mitchell all vanished. Their disappearance is now being investigated by a local police department. Friends and family of the missing say they cut off contact with them, some even quitting their jobs or maxing out credit cards. We spoke to cult expert and author of Cults Inside Out, Rick Ross. He says that process likely started slowly before any extreme measures were finally taken. Well, people gradually unplug. It's a process of increments, step by step, bit by bit. Uh, people like Rashad encouraged them to do this. And that is one of the early warning signs that something is really wrong is that you have a loved one who's becoming increasingly socially isolated and they're obsessed with a particular leader and you realize that their entire uh, network of friends is now within this group. But it doesn't happen overnight. It happens slowly but surely. And in this sense, uh, people don't really realize how far they've gone with these groups because it is a step-by-step -step increment process. What we now see as out of the ordinary, cult members may begin to find as reasonable. I, I think normal becomes uh, whatever it is within the kind of network or bubble that you exist in online. So what we're seeing is people embedding in kind of networks online where they're only communicating with other like-minded people and constantly being reinforced in whatever their new normal is as dictated by the leader. So we think it's crazy, but then we're dealing with the world at large. These people are often cut off as, as we hear from their family, from their old friends, and they're, they're embedded in this alternate reality, this other world online in which they are following people that are like-minded, conversing with people online, uh, and following, you know, streaming and, and YouTube videos. It, it can become, you know, completely uh, encapsulating 
where people really have no other access to the real world. Ross says things start out innocently enough, oftentimes when people are down on their luck. Well, I think uh, the narrative is usually people are going through a difficult time in their life, and that happens to all of us. We go through bad patches, and they have the bad luck to be approached by someone who introduces them to some group or, or weekend seminar program or something that seems rather innocent, but in fact is a cult. And the person who's talking to you about this group or activity could be a co-worker, a friend, someone you know, someone you trust. As Ross explains, there are several things that determine whether a group is actually a cult. Well, we look for three things uh, to form the core, the nucleus of what a destructive cult would be. Number one, is the leader the defining element and driving force of the group? And is the leader a dictator with no meaningful accountability? And has he or she become an object of worship? Second, does the leader manipulate people in identifiable ways that line up with coercive persuasion? Uh, in other words, is he gaslighting people? Is he manipulating them, isolating them from family and friends to control what they hear, what they see? to gain undue influence. And finally, three, having gained undue in influence, does the leader use it to take advantage of his or her followers, exploit them, and do harm to them? In this case, Ross believes the University of Cosmic Intelligence is in fact a cult, and that Rashad Jamal is its leader. The leader of this alleged cult or group his name is Rashad White. He goes by Rashad Jamal. Um, and according to his Instagram, he's a self-proclaimed prophet. He calls himself a revolutionary um, and he calls himself also a luminous being. Is it possible that he believes in all of this? In my experience, most of the cult leaders that I deal with are grifters, con men. They don't really believe their own hype. Uh, if they do cross that line, it becomes dangerous because then they are delusional and may you know, harm, harm the people that are following them by acting uh, basically uh, insane, unplugging from reality, taking all of their followers over the edge with them. I think uh, Jamal Rashad fits the usual profile, very narcissistic, very self-obsessed, grandiose claims. He has 90,000 followers, by the way, on Instagram. And of course he has a YouTube following and so forth. This is the wave of the future. Uh, groups called cults are recruiting online and anybody could be targeted. Peace to the gods and goddesses of Planet Kai. This has been brought to you by the ancestors first, then the University of Cosmic Intelligence, Will Over Rich, now we rise. I leave as I come. One, I say. Rashad Jamal boasts thousands of followers on Instagram and TikTok, where he speaks the word of his group. That includes promoting polygamy, living off the grid, and anti-government beliefs that sound a lot like conspiracy theories. Winner not real. The true name, it's a weapon. The true name of winner is called Sub-Zero Technology. They put ice, they made fake clouds, and then they put ice crystals in the clouds, and then they use these fake 5G towers to turn these, to activate these fake ice crystals in these clouds. So this is how they be looking, right? We've seen this before, y'all, and never thought nothing of it. All them birds on the power line, you don't be thinking.
of it, like, oh, but they sitting there actually charging up. All right. These are your government drones. They are, they are, they fly all over and they record surveillance. Does that make things more tricky? Because the internet can go anywhere. I mean, you don't have to be in a physical proximity of a cult leader or organization. You can just Google it and kind of get sucked in that way. Does that mean that we're all more at risk? Sierra, I think it's even more ominous than that. I think that minor children can be recruited online with their parents not even knowing that they're interacting with a cult or a cult leader because anyone with a smartphone, anyone with access uh, to, the, to the internet is possibly a target for cult recruitment. And we've seen this over and over and over again. I mean, there was a group that recently has been exposed, I dealt with them over the years, called Love Has Won, led by Amy Carlson. There's a, a documentary about her calling herself Mother God. Uh, she would recruit online, raise money online, uh, and constantly do uh, events streaming online. Uh, another group uh, with a with the leader who also, by the way, is in jail, like Rajad Jamal in uh, Georgia, is a group that called itself the Ethereans and later Carbon Nation, led by uh, Elysio Bishop, who's now you know for abuse, like uh, Rashad Jamal in jail. He recruited online and would sequester his followers at an Airbnb in Central America. So this could happen to anyone and recruitment online is now the norm. Right now, Rashad Jamal is serving an 18-year prison sentence in Georgia for multiple child molestation and child cruelty convictions. He was sentenced back in August and has since filed a motion for a new trial. Now he's been convicted of multiple crimes. Does that make things more difficult? I mean, the cult leader is behind bars. How is he going to communicate? Well, you know, that's interesting because, you know, Warren Jeffs, who is now in prison in Texas uh, for horrible abuse of children, raping minor children, he still runs the cult, the polygamous cult called the FLDS from prison. So it is possible for leaders to continue to communicate with their followers, uh, even though they are incarcerated. Sounds crazy, but that's what is going on. It's not the first time Rashad Jamal or his followers have been involved in criminal activity. Damien Winslow Washam was eventually found not guilty by reason of insanity for murdering his mother with a sword. Crystal Pickens was sentenced to life in prison and Yasmeen Hyder sentenced to 35 years after robbing and murdering a Florida college student back in 2022. So does that relate at all to the case here of these missing people that some of the followers could be dangerous? Well, I think that this particular group led by Rashad is dangerous. I mean, he's in prison for violent crimes against children. And so what we see is that th there is a, a, a feeling that the ends justify the means, which is a typical philosophy in cults. In other words, if I, the leader, say that it is just for you to execute someone that I feel is an enemy of our higher power, of our existence, then you should do it. And it's not really a crime morally or ethically because the ends justify the means. And so many times with uh, cult groups, 
We see them, you know, going off the rails into criminal activity led by a leader who feels that there should be no limit to their power. Beyond committing dangerous crimes, police in Missouri also report the missing cult members acting in strange ways, such as running outside naked during a rainstorm or digging things up in their yard. People that are in groups called cults uh, at the dictates or suggestion of their leader may do really bizarre things. I mean, uh, let's, let's look at the followers of Amy Carlson, Mother God. Uh, she would make demands of them. They would do odd things. Uh, in the end, when she died, uh, they would not accept her death, and they wrapped her body in Christmas lights and worshipped it. So there are groups and there are followers that we see that seem to be detached from reality. Uh, the leader creates a new reality, and that becomes their new normal. But making choices dictated by one sole leader leads down a slippery slope. What is the danger of somebody idolizing another human, putting them above everyone else? I think the danger of worshiping a cult leader is that the leader has no real accountability and that uh, the leader is saying, I represent a higher power. So if you question me, you are questioning God. You are questioning that higher power. And so you feel that you cannot question the leader. And therefore the leader can rationalize or justify anything. And this leads to abuse. That kind of power with no checks, no balances, unfettered, is what we see over and over again playing out in scenarios where children are hurt, where people are, you know, denied proper medical care, or they become involved in criminal schemes. And of course, what we see is their finances uh, become depleted. The leader takes whatever he or she can get from them by maxing out their credit cards, uh, getting them to liquidate assets, etc. The key is accountability and transparency, and cult leaders don't have either. With this case, six missing people who have not been seen or heard from in months comes concern for the two and three-year-old children involved. Majority of the people who vanished are adults, and they follow a group that urges them to go off the grid. So if they don't want to be found, is that their right not to be found? The, the key issue right now with these uh, adults that have gone off the grid, disappeared because of Rashad, is that they also have minor children. And this is the tragedy uh, of groups like this, that children have no choice, that they are dependent upon their parents to look out for them, to protect them. And so when parents become enthralled with a cult leader and under undue influence, the children often suffer. And we've seen this play out in group after group after group. Uh, one of the worst uh, being the children of God, where the leader mandated that children as young as four be sexually abused. So children can become uh, caught in, in, the, in the situation of a cult because of their parents. And I think that is something probably that the families fear that are now wondering where their grandchildren, their nieces, nephews are. But Ross says there are ways to remedy the situation. 
Well, hopefully Child Protective Services will become involved because Rashad is in prison for abusing children. And so there is a history of child abuse with this particular group. So that would be one immediate thing to interview the children and find out how they've been treated, how they're doing, et cetera. Uh, as far as the parents are concerned, uh, it, it, this is very difficult. People have a right to believe whatever they wish, but that doesn't mean they can do whatever they want in the name of those beliefs. So I think unless the parents have committed crimes, uh, they may just go, go along their way. Perhaps the parents will uh, help them to reconsider their commitment to Rashad Jamal. Love us? Leave us a positive review or rating. Follow No Tears for Black Girls on social media and No Tears for BG on Twitter. Be blessed. Be loved. Stay safe.